Welcome to Once and Future Authors, Changing Lives One Book at a Time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. And I am so thrilled and delighted today to have with us author, publishing consultant, and a personal friend. Please welcome guest Carol Honig. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Oh, thank you so nice. much for joining us. <laughs> My pleasure. An award-winning author, a publishing <laughs> consultant. Can I touch you? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I am no. thrilled that you're here. Absolutely oh, thank you. thrilled. Uh, before we even get to the books, mm -hmm. I want to go back to the beginning. Wow. The beginning. How far back? Okay. Were you like a little prodigy telling stories when you were two? Well, here's what happened. I grew up way upstate New York, and I didn't have access to books. Oh, gosh. Seriously. I, so you had to I, write your own. <laughs> I did. I had no. to write my own. I was kidding. I, no, I'm serious. I, the only time I had access to books was in school was in session, and I wasn't near a library. I lived on a farm. I lived, you know, really in the boonies, and I loved to write, and so I would write my own stories. And oh, then when I was in school... I would share them with the teachers, and they loved them. And so that gave me the bug, I guess you could say. Right, right. And then as I got older, I, I wrote a lot of terrible poetry. <laughs> I, I can admit that. It was poetry, but it was terrible. Yeah, you will. Uh, my sister loved my poetry, though. <laughs> it she, was kind of her. It was very kind of her. But what was very interesting is when she was in college, I would send her poems, because that was before the email or anything. Oh, so yeah. I'd send them in the mail. And she would get my poems, and she would read them to her friends. And then years, I didn't realize all this, and then years later, she had a fire. And the first time I got on the phone with her, she said, Carol, Carol, your poems, they burned. I'm like, that meant something to her, and that, that really That's touched really, my heart. It wow. really did. So I didn't, but I never dared call myself a writer, Stephanie for the longest time. I would get beat red when I was working on a book I wouldn't tell anybody about. Really? Because I thought of writers like big names, oh, like, yeah. you know, Charles Dickens, you know, okay. A.S. Byatt, all these people. I'm like, how could I put myself in their, you know, domain? And it wasn't until even, like, months after my book was published that I could say, yes, I'm a published author. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are an award-winning published author. Well, thank you. That. Yes, yes. That, that is true, but thank you. That's fabulous. <laughs> now, after you finally got out of, off the farm. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. To where you had a book, you studied in school? Yes, or yes. I took you studied a lot anthropology. Of... <laughs> I mean, totally different. I, you never know. No, no, no. Well, I stayed away from math. Oh, good. Because Smart I, girl. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. I, no. I went to a lot of courses when I moved to Long Island. I got married, moved to Long Island, 
and I went to a lot of courses, took a lot of classes, and I wanted to get a degree in writing, but it was getting in the way, getting a degree with my writing. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, and, a, that's an interesting yeah. paradox. Getting the degree in writing was getting in the way of writing. Writing, exactly. And, and I don't recommend this to anyone. I get a degree. Okay, full disclaimer, do yeah. not yes, do this. exactly. But I met um, Marion, um, I'm trying to think of her name now. She was married to Salman Rushdie at the time. Oh, okay. And I was talking Brave to woman. her. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was, and it was right, wow. right when everything was happening. And I said to her something about, you know, should I get a degree in writing? And she goes, what do you want to do? I said, I want to be a writer. She goes, she took me by the hand and she goes, write, then just write. And that kind of gave me the, okay, all right. So I just wrote and I, I did that. that. And, um, you know, it, do I regret not getting a degree? To a degree. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, now I teach writing too. Right. So part of me is like, who am I? But people... Or you, can... you're an accomplished writer. That's who you are. Our, our set is littered with your books. Obviously, who yeah, are you? Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah. You are Carol oh, Honig. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm so glad she took you by the hand and said... She did. Right. And I got to see her years later, and I reminded her of that conversation. And she goes, I said that? <laughs> so I'm well, like, okay. Yes, you know what I love about that? How many times in our own lives, because you work with people. Yes. And, you know, you have no idea what an impact you make on exactly. someone. Exactly. And, and you might think, I'm making a really big impact over here. It's, yeah. no. <laughs> and, and then you just say, you might say to a young person or someone who, who's at a workshop, you say, wow, I love the way that sentence ended. Mm -hmm. and, and they're going to go home floating on a cloud. Yes. And they're going to write a, a three-book series. You know, yeah, because exactly. You have exactly. no idea. No, absolutely. You know, the power of our words is huge. And yes. I, I wish all of us in this world would would pay attention to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Use no. them for good, please, exactly. folks. Use them for good. Yeah, I agree. You know, how wild. She had no recollection, and that's no. why, you, and because she said that, you're sitting here with yes. a stack of books, and she doesn't even remember she <laughs> no, said she that. No, she doesn't remember. Wow. <laughs> and I can't remember her whole name. How bad am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it was yeah. it was an important, yes. you know, it really was. It was. It was. It was a shift for me. Cause but I, you were also receptive to hearing that. Exactly. You know, I think exactly. there's a lot of things people say to us, mm -hmm. and whether it's not the right time or the right place, you it's were receptive, true. and how wonderful. Yeah. And you no, ran it's with true. it. I did. I ran and really did. Yeah. <laughs> so now, I know that you were um, a contributor on many, many books. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. This was your first full-length That novel? was my first. Well, I actually, A Little Faith was my first book that I wrote. Oh. But Without Grace was the first published book. Oh, so this, you wrote this, and yes. then you stuck it in a drawer. Exactly. Really? Exactly. So that's like a, a TV show. No, it, I absolutely did. Cause did I you just have no faith in a little, little faith? faith. <laughs> I, what was it? Why? I guess, you know what? I guess I just, it needed to rest for a while. It just needed to rest. I understand that. I understand that. You have to write it sometimes, get exactly. it all out, and, and then reread it. Right, exactly. Down and, the road. and I wrote the first draft and I tell this when I do because I do a lot of speaking engagements too about writing and I tell wannabe writers that it took me how I say it is that my first novel it took me a month and a half to write it and they're like oh my gosh I said that was the first draft 17 years later is when it got published and that as many drafts later basically right. well you know I'm so glad you mentioned that because I 
and I'm so fortunate to work with writers mm -hmm. as well. And people think that the first draft is it. And they yeah. also think that the first time they've ever written, right. you know, so yeah. it'll be a bestseller. Oh, You've never please. done this before. Right, exactly. You want to play golf yeah. if I've never done that before. And my cousins loved it and my aunt loves it and everybody loves it. So this has got to be a bestseller. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. for a professional like yourself to be saying that, you know, yes, I got the first draft out, and then yes, it had to be crafted and reworked. It and did. I had it, it, it. When I looked at it now, it is, and I consider it a very long outline. The first draft, right, right. That's what I considered it, and then I got to know the characters. I got the story imbued in me, and it was just, and it was an important story to me. And did I ever think I was going to write without Grace? No. Really? So you were you had this one first. Mm -hmm. You were involved with these characters, yep. and then you just said, "Yeah, I'm done. I need I to put a, them in a drawer." Yep. And but I knew I was like, now if I'm going to be a writer, that means I have to write another book. Yes, and I'm so <laughs> glad you said that because some people think that it's just it's the one, one. Yeah. No, I knew, and I and I was like, do I have another book? Because like I said, that one took me a very short time to write the first draft because it. But just you knew it wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for publication. Right. No. So, so this is now in a drawer. There yeah. We go. Exactly. It's in the and drawer. And now, how did this come to you? That one was. I thought I would never write about where I grew up, right? Because I didn't love where I grew up. I'll Even admit though it. They say write what you know. Exactly. <laughs> but I didn't want to admit that I was a uh, lived on a farm. I didn't. I didn't. That was not me. It was always. I'll get, tell you what. When I was eight years old, my mom asked me what I wanted for my birthday, and I said a sidewalk. And I was sincere. So I wanted to live in the city. I wanted to live where there was culture. I wanted wow. to live where there weren't cows grazing in the field. That's what <laughs> I wanted. And as a city girl, it's like, wow, yeah, it's exactly. so romantic. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, people loved it up there. And I'm like, it's trees, okay? It's trees. <laughs> I but, can't even imagine your winters, though. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 a lot of snow. <laughs> but for some reason, I'm trying to remember why. Oh, I know. There was a scene that happened in my, in in my town, or near the town, my school where I grew up, that I thought that could make an interesting story. And it was oh. our bank was robbed, and the president of the bank was murdered, and the people that murdered him used the road that I lived on to get into Canada illegally because <gasps> it was a back road. And right. I thought oh, that would make an interesting story. It would. So I started writing it, and I had these characters, and I okay. had it. I'm working up to the scene, and I'm like getting there. And as soon as I got to the scene, it came to a screeching halt. The characters finally said to me, they did, this didn't happen to us. Oh, my gosh. This did not happen to us. I love characters <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> and then once I let that part go, the story just unfolded where it needed to go. You know, it's funny because you're telling me about this bank robbery in the road. I'm saying... Okay, I read the book. I you don't remember, remember that exactly. Book the exactly. So you really go. <laughs> okay, I didn't. I didn't like skip that page. No, no, no. So it didn't make it in. It didn't. That make was it. the impetus to write the book, and it yet, was. It didn't go in, and that's. Uh, what you I know chose. what I love about that? You didn't force it in. Exactly. So many people yep. think. Well, this is why I'm writing this book. Right. It just didn't. And my kids laughed at me because I would go downstairs to get dinner ready and. I said, you're not going to believe what Vicky just did. And and I didn't realize, like, there was a scene when she was, um, well, I don't want to give anything away, but I didn't expect her to react the way she did. Right, right. And it just unfolded. And I love that. Oh, my God. As a writer, I just love when that happens. People say, oh, you got to do an outline. you got to stick to your outline. 
I discourage that. Yeah. You've got to let the story unfold. I don't discourage outlines, but I discourage making that fit like you were just saying. Right, right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I have never written fiction in oh, my okay. life. I, I write lots and lots of mm -hmm. nonfiction, and I am dying to write fiction because don't tell me that. the thought <laughs> of writing into the dark, which yes. I've learned is mm -hmm. the term for what you're describing. I think that I, unfortunately, would be that type A outlined <laughs> index card, scene yeah. one, scene two, scene three, yeah. because that's kind of my persona. But uh -huh. I would love to one day have that experience oh. of sitting there and saying, I can't believe what she just did. That yeah, it's, it was wild. And when I hear from authors mm -hmm. like yourself that yeah. they are shocked what a character does, yeah. or the characters, like you just said, said to you, well, he didn't do the bank robbery, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't us. Yeah. I just have no concept. <laughs> I, that's why I said I am dying to write fiction, because I well, want to gonna, experience You that. have to do it then. I Absolutely, because it is, it is a And it I have to put away the outline and the index right, cards. Yeah, well, you don't have it. It's going to involve a whole lot of tequila, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. That could very well be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so the book that you didn't think was going to be written, and then you started it about... Uh, an incident that didn't make it into the it didn't final make draft. It, no, exactly. Yeah, and it it was it just kind of unfolded. And of course, that went through. I would say about three drafts before it got to where I was happy. I didn't know how it was going to end. This of little faith, I knew how it was going to end. You didn't know how this was going to end. And I that had that. that was that was a problem. I was like, oh my gosh, how is this going to end? And, but I just kept writing because I knew it'll show itself. Right, right. You know, and it I, eventually I did. Which author it was? who said that they don't know how the books end and, and you know someone in an interview how could you not know if i knew the story i wouldn't bother writing it right you know i'm yeah. just then just yeah. taking dictation exactly you exactly. know i want i want to yeah. live it all i want to be the first person who sees the story absolutely That's kind of what you're and it is it's exciting it's fun and one thing i tell writers when they're working on something and they think i'm crazy but i i'm not the first one to say this but when you're working on a book and you know you're you're excited and you should take a break and you're well I'm in a really good part I don't want to take a break and then you're excited to get back to it yes. because yes. if you if you go to where you're just you you know it's you're drudgery. oh god not this exactly. again exactly then you're not going to want to get back to it well so this is a fabulous fabulous book won well, all sorts you. of awards book thank of you. the year <laughs> And I Seems loved like it. a lifetime ago, but yeah. I loved it. So, so Thank now you. you're like swimming on this success, and you <laughs> opened up the drawer one day. What you were cleaning? Actually, the uh, the very small publisher read Without Grace, and she loved it. And she contacted me. She goes, "Do you have any other books that you've written?" I said, "Well, as it happens, I do." And so I sent her that, and she goes, "I want to publish it." And so I was like, "Okay." Wow. Yeah, and it was, like I said, it wasn't any advance, anything right, like right, that. Right, right, right. But I was like, you know what, for me, hey, it'd be nice to make a lot of money for writing books. But it was more about getting it out there. Right, right. You know, and, and that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, well, I'm glad it finally saw the light of day. Well, I thank mean, you. Especially thank after a month and a half and 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you tack on that 17 years. And yeah. 17 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my youngest was going into kindergarten when I sat down to start writing that, and she was graduating high, close to graduating high school when it was pretty much finished. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. your, your patience is amazing. I never thought I was. I really, I never thought I was a patient person. And I'm probably not in a lot of ways, but <laughs> writing a book, I thought, no. Actually, 
it was going to start out as a short story. Really? And then the characters kept developing it. And talking to you. Yes, and doing exactly. all sorts of exciting yes. things. Yeah, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe a ghost in your house. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, tell me a little bit about how, how I can do this. Do you, do you write in the same place, same computer, certain times of day? Is well, there like a method to the madness? No, there really isn't for me. Um, I do a lot of ghost writing. So right now I'm working with a lot of different other people and publicity. And by the way, that's one of my favorite terms. Right, right. I, I'm picturing you right now with like a sheet <laughs> over your head sitting there well, at a computer. For Halloween one year, I dressed up like a ghost and I had a pen and paper and people said, what are you? I said, I'm a ghost writer. <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs> Tell me, if you're ghostwriting for someone and, um, you know, because now you have to keep going. Yes. You know, with your oh, own yeah. book, you might say, yeah, exactly. let it gel. Right, when right. you're a ghostwriter, you have to keep going. Could, you can don, like, your costume if you're feeling a little writer's <laughs> book. Hmm. Think about it. Yeah, no, that's true. Now, usually with, with the ghost, those kind of ghostwritings, I've had a couple that were fiction, which is very bizarre that somebody would Ghostwriting fiction? Exactly. Yeah, please, don't even. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just never, it never made sense to me. They had a book idea, but they just didn't know how to do it, and they didn't have the patience. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I never thought of ghostwriting fiction. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, I know there are plenty of teams now, those, those rapid right. release. Yes, yes. You know, mm -hmm. my husband is, is into Clive Cussler, Lee uh, Charles. Right, yeah. You know, that's like four people together yeah, because Patterson there's no does way. That too. Yeah, no, they just pump them out, pump them right, out. Right, right. Yeah. But that's um, different than ghostwriting. That's right, just, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. Team they, writing. Team writing, yeah. I do a lot of more nonfiction, that kind of thing. I would think like so. so, so getting back to my own writing, it's like I have to carve out some time. And I've since I've just recently moved and um, I closed my bookstore and all no, that. I've had I a lot. I've had a lot going Loved on with the that bookstore. Thank you. And Thank and you. and what it did besides it being a lovely bookstore is gave you a huge, you know, eagle eye view into the book world. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've yeah. been so involved besides as author, right? Yeah. You were working for Borders as yes. their marketing director? Right. They're, yeah, they're a national events coordinator. They kept changing my title. Uh, whatever, community relations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then um, in 2000, actually it was right when uh, Without Grace was being published that they were downsizing and my whole department was cut. <gasps> and I had just bought my first house as oh, God. a newly divorced woman. Oh, God. So that day I was like, People had been telling me to get out of the out of borders prior to that. Anyway, really? they saw the writing on the wall, and they said you could start your own business. And I was like, no, no, that's just too scary. And the day that that happened was this day I got my first freelance writing gig. Ah, so, and then I thought, okay, maybe I can do this. Oh my goodness! And I did it. Yeah. And you did it. Yeah. And you did it. Now, growing out of the borders, the experience with events, even right. running a bookstore. I mm -hmm. love this. Yeah. The author's guide to planning book events. Well, the publisher for um, Without Grace, she said, Carol, I want you to write this book. Oh, so it was a commissioned book. Yes, it was. It was. And at first I thought, you know, it was about all about being a writer and stuff. She goes, no, no, just about planning book events. And I'm like, there could be a book in that? I was like, eh. But the more, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, and that's a rushed book. There's still some typos in it. I admit, I admit it, folks. But <laughs> it, it was, uh, you know what? You know. Okay, what? I've I've never picked up a book that by the biggies. I was just reading a Dan Brown book. It's a fabulous book, and right. I got to. I, been, <gasps> I yeah. mean, the thing, the typo was like jumping right. out of the page. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
So don't worry, you know, no, we do it's our best. True. We yeah, do our best. We do our best, absolutely. And you know, when you're, and, and I've got to say, it wasn't a labor of love. It was yeah. just a labor. <laughs> <laughs> and I was getting paid for it. I thought, okay, I can do this. Um, so, you know, with, with them, I was a lot more cautious. Yes. With the, you know, and they had an editor for that one too, but, right. you know. But yeah, so I, it, it turned out that, you know, it was, it was published and people enjoyed it, but now it's somewhat dated because there's so well, much. Well, the world has changed in yeah. how books are being marketed. I mean, the world, yeah. while we're sitting here having this conversation, it's changing out there. Exactly. You know, yeah. the Amazon algorithms are yeah. changing while we're sitting here. Absolutely. So, yeah, definitely. you know, I, I would say you have to put out a second edition and the second mm -hmm. it hits the print, you're going to put out a third edition. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You'd have to do that. You Absolutely. know, or or make it an open-ended, mm -hmm. you know, more like strategies without actual tasks. Right, right. There kind you of go. a Look thing. Look at you. I'm not shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Just because yeah. the world is changing. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, yeah. but but what I love that the world is not changing is that we do have books. Right. Absolutely. I was just yeah. giving a, a speech to a group of young people yesterday, and I asked them, you know, they're like 18-year-old high achievers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how many of you like to read? And thankfully, they all raised their hand. Oh, that's And good. I said, and, and how many of you prefer a book as opposed to a digital? Just about every hand. These are 18-year-olds. To, uh, to a book, you said. To you a really? book. They didn't want to read it off of a screen. That's they do nice. because you yeah. know it's convenient. Yeah. I mean, even I admit I have my iPad in my purse with fifty mm -hmm. books because I have to read sure. them. Sure. But yeah. even the young people, they want this in their hands. Yeah. I'm the Yeah. That's me. I need the book. It's you know. it's part of the experience. So yeah. they're not going anywhere quite yet. No. No. Um, you know, getting the way they're being purchased is you know. is a problem. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's an unfortunate. It's it's the way it is. It's the way of the world. Yeah, and that's and that's retailers everywhere. Exactly. I mean, yeah. with you, it was a bookstore, and with mm -hmm. so many bookstores, but mm -hmm. you know, it's Sears, it's Toys R yeah. Us, it's the mall yeah. is half empty. Sure. People don't mm -hmm. shop. No, uh, not not physically. They right on their you know. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> but again, I can't. But I, I admit I, I do the same thing. See, so. I'm still the type I like to go in. I like to feel the fabric. I like to try it on. For clothing, I, like. I do. But yeah. you know, if I'm in, in ordering electronics, oh, and right, a, okay, an appliance, a new washing machine, Re you get that. I'm like, really? You can get a washing machine. You can get a car. I know. You can get anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I still refuse to go through the self help aisle in the grocery store. I'm like, no, I want I want that personal contact. I, if, That's if the line meaning. is not too long, I also. <laughs> I hear but a caveat I, in that. I know, yeah, I am yeah. a little bit type A in yeah, a rush okay. all the yeah. time. No, I just, uh, people say, well, you could don't, no, I want that human contact. I know, I'm old school. Uh, right? That's okay. Yeah. There's the, there's good, <laughs> that's what makes horse races. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so you work with authors, you ghostwrite, mm -hmm. you uh, edit, publishing consult, you edit. Publicity. Yeah, I wear a lot of different hats. I see that. Thank you for yeah. not wearing a hat today so we could see you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but as author, yes. what's next? Well, I do have a third novel that I did finish. Oh, uh, it's in a drawer it. somewhere. <laughs> no, actually my agent has it, but okay. ha she hasn't been able to sell it, so I'm not sure what's happening. And I'm now I'm working on a prequel to oh. Without Grace. Oh. <gasps> 
Oh, I like that. Yeah, that one I'm like 100 pages into it. Very nice. So so it's a full-size book, the prequel. It's not just it's a novella. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, yeah. And I, it's, um, do I know how it's going to end for sure? No. Mm. But it's, it's um, if, if you remember the mother in the book, Grace. Right. This is going to be her, why she was the way she was. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Because you're saying what? Yeah, yeah. And it's very crazy because when I was driving home one night from the bookstore, her voice came into <gasps> my head. I'm loving these voices. I'm she telling did. you. And it was basically, no one knows my story. And I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> Who's talking to me? And I knew, I knew it was, I needed to write that. Because right. I, I was asking, now the third novel's done, what's my next? Right. I'm like, oh, yeah. Ooh, okay, now okay. I like this, and not this letting one. the grass grow into your feet here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, you know, and now I, in the research, I would have to do a lot more research because it's going back in time. Right. And then I have to go back to without grace. Okay, what happened in there? That well, that's makes funny because you have to make sure that any it, any loop you open here gets exactly. closed over here. And there's been a couple of times I've hit a roadblock. I went, oh nope, can't do that. That's <gasps> yeah, interesting. But that's okay. That that makes an interesting challenge for somebody who writes into the dark. All of a sudden, <laughs> we're going to need that outline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. That is. But so we could write a prequel. Yeah. You know, if you're writing what's next, not yeah. so much. Right. But a prequel now. You're, you're absolutely right Ooh, hmm. look at you <laughs> no, it's very true yeah I, I hear a road trip in your future you're gonna have to go back upstate yeah yeah it's been a while since I've been up there but I have family up there well that see they're yeah. happy that you're writing another book oh yeah they are absolutely you know. you know any any tips for aspiring writers out there <sighs> keep writing just keep writing don't you know um, and don't rush to publish just because it's easy and accessible right away, right. hone the craft, honor the craft. Something I really tell people to do. Oh, nobody because wants to put the brakes on anything anymore. You no, know that. No, they don't. They don't. And then when it, once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. You know, that, that I mean, thing. I could say, yes, it's out there, but you can upload new ads. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, exactly. But you're right. You're right. But, you know, when, it, when you want to get a book and you want to go and start reading and... and at events and that kind of thing, be proud of what you're written and be like, oh, I could have done this. I like that. Be you know? proud. Yeah. That's something I always say to authors is, you know, whatever state your book is in, you wrote that. Yeah. That's yeah. so impressive. Very true. When we, we um, the first year at the bookstore, we had a writer's workshop with kids. And I think I had close to 20 kids. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed it and how much, you know, we gave them the time to read to their parents. We had a, and I just loved it because when you say be proud, you know, you know, so obviously it was very raw, but it was from them. Yes. And I just loved it. I That's just. fabulous. Yeah. And you learn so much about a person by reading. You really do. Yep. You really and I do. think a person learns so much about themselves by writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And even reading. Because there's some books, I don't know if this happened to you, there's some books like some fiction that you'll start reading and you're like, I, I'm just not into this. this. This isn't speaking to me now. And I put it aside. And the one book I can remember now is World According to Garp. <laughs> and, and I started, I was like, oh, no. And I put it down. I was like, what's the big deal? And it wasn't until years later I picked it up and let me try it again. And I devoured it. So it's, it's where you are a lot of times in the process. Right. What you're bringing to the page. Well, certainly, if you want to write, write. Exactly. And Stephen King says, and read. Exactly. You have to read. You have to read. If you want to write, you have yep. to read. Yep. And that's if you say thing. you don't have time to read, 
don't be writing. Yeah. <laughs> Turn off the TV, too. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah, that, that little issue. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. But, Anything yeah. you would change about these books now that you, they're... Uh, I'd have, to, I'd have to reread them to see. <laughs> well, that's good. It's not keeping you up yeah, nights. Yeah, no, no. There's nothing in there that you're like, oh. No, I'm happy with them. I really am. I'm happy with how they came out. Um, the one that my agent has, I think I'm happy with that, too. I don't know where it's going to go. And the prequel... All right. We've still got a long ways to go with that one. All right. Well, we're going to ask you back in the chair when that next book comes out. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for joining awesome. us. My pleasure. And please catch Carol Honig on her books um, of Little Faith and Without Grace. Thanks so much for joining us for Once and Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing!